Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you're listening to Throwing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! And now, here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka! We got a special guest today. I'm my brother, big dog, coach of the year, Hovain Hilton. What up? What's up, y'all? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling, man. Thanks for being on the show. Hovain Hilton is the president of Cinematic Management. He's a father. He's a husband. He's currently teaching a music class at Kingsborough Community College. And if you check out the latest edition of Billboard magazine, there's a profile written about my man. And now it's time for the one or the two with Jay Skills. Big year, Jay-Z. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, let's go. Let's go Biggie, man. Nets or Knicks? Nets. Jets or Giants? Giants. Smart water or Essentia? Essentia. Fear of God or Supreme? Fear of God. Off-White or Louis? Louis. Brunch or dinner? Dinner. Good dinner. Mayweather or Tyson? Tyson. De La Hoya or Mosley? Sugar Shane. Tax Stone or Combat Jack? Combat Jack. Funk Flex or DJ Clue? Funk Flex. Jada Kiss or Cameron? Kiss. Diddy or Dr. Dre? Diddy. Griselda or Migos? Griselda. Future or Young Thug? I want to say I want to say Thug, but Future just got so much. It's tough. That's, that's that's the only one that I can't I can't really pick. I got yeah. I can't really pick, man. I can't really pick. Yeah, I'll let you slide on that one. <laughs> Steve Stout or Sylvia Rome? Steve. The nineties or the two thousands? Two thousands. White wine or red wine? White. Mastro's or Ruth Chris? Both of them is kind of weak, but I go Mastro's. Both mm-hmm. of them kind of weak. Soho House or Soho in New York? Soho in New York. Jordan 3 or Jordan 4? Threes. 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 Smoking or drinking? Oh, drinking. Drinking. 
Impossible Meat or Beyond Meat? Beyond. Popeye's Chicken Sandwich or Sweetie's McDonald's Meal? <laughs> Popeye's Chicken Sandwich, I guess. Dang, you ain't gang, dog. You ain't gang. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have the Sweetie's Meal. I don't even know what it is. Nah, it's cool. It's cool, man. Hey, but if y'all listening, <laughs> go go cop that Sweetie Meal. What is it? Is, is, is it Big Mac and McNuggets? So it's a, first of all, shouts to the Big Mac Mama Sweetie. She got the Big Mac. She got four nuggets. She got French fries with her own sweetie and sour sauce with the barbecue Sweet. tangy. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there then. Cause I'm right, sure. I'm not a Big Mac guy at all. I probably had like three Big Macs my whole life, but I I mess with the nuggets and the thing sour. is, you can share it. You know what I'm saying? She got shareable pieces, but if you you feel an experimental like sweetie, like I've tried the sweetie style, it almost oh. took me out. You feel me? I took, <laughs> I, took the, I took the top bun off. I put two nuggets. Put put the sweet and sour. I mean, um, put the sweet and sour sauce right there. Put it back on. Took the next uh patty off. Put a four fries and oh, two more nuggets. Like, like and I put the barbecue sauce. That's how she goes. She go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Shouts to that young lady. And she gang, gang, gang for life now. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna roll with Sweetie now. I'm gonna go with Sweetie. Uh, hot Cheetos or Lucas Chili Powder? Neither. I don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> Nachos or Buffalo Wings? Buffalo Wings. The Marathon or Victory Lap? Oh man, damn, that's fucking tough. Marathon. It was written or late registration? It was written. Low Wind Theory or Midnight Marauders? Midnight Marauders. Kendrick or Drake? Kendrick. SOBs or House of Blues? SOBs, just because I've, I've been part of so many legendary moments at SOBs. I've been in House of Blues in a couple cities, but I've, mm. been, to, I've been a part of some shit at SOBs. Def Jam or Interscope? Interscope. Rap albums now or rap albums five years ago? Rap album now. Anita Baker or Sade? Anita Baker. Kobe or LeBron? Kobe. Brady or Rogers? Brady every time. Pandemic or bandemic? <laughs> pandemic. Traveling in the US or traveling abroad? Uh, abroad. Grime or drill? Neither. Rock Marcy or Lupe Fiasco? Lupe. Art or fashion? Fashion is a form of art. It is indeed. Watching the playoffs or hearing a new album? Watching the playoffs live on TV. Live. Live. Nothing decent. Yeah. Uh, Fresh, the movie, or South Central? Damn, that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. I love Fresh South Central is classic. Let me go Fresh. Let me. I'll, I'll first pop my mind. Fresh is an underrated classic. I don't think a lot of people. I are. just watched Fresh for the first time the other day, and I was like, love "Damn, it. I'm mad. I've never seen it." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, Damn, shit. Like, yeah." yeah that's, that's one of the movies. Like, what? Really? Yeah, I, yeah, bro. For I all the movie watching, I, I, I was gonna say, like, bro. Hovan, you don't know the story, bro, but I used to reach out to Jason, bro, to ask this man what movies to watch. And, <laughs> yeah, he sees everything, bro, but he also, you know, he makes 
docs and movies and all this other stuff. So he has a unique eye and how to gotcha. how to watch them. But I'm surprised you ain't never seen that. That's crazy. Bro, be- it's crazy. Like all of my film school and bootlegging and all that shit. Like I never seen Fresh. It, I guess it wasn't on TV when I was younger. And uh, I heard, of course, I heard about it, but I just never seen it. And then I watched it the other day, and I was like, "Damn, this shit hard." That was kind of like a staple New York movie, like that. I think that came out a little bit after Clockers, or around the same time. You seen Clockers? Yeah. Yep, yep. That was gonna be my next question: Clockers or New Jersey Drive? Clockers. New Jersey Drive was trash. The soundtrack was fire, though. Yeah, soundtrack was hard. (laughs) Juice or Men's to Society? Oh God. Damn. <laughs> Juice. Damn. Paid in full or good fellas? Good fellas. A red eye or a midday flight? Midday. 3 p.m. or 3 a.m.? 3 a.m. And the last one, the streets or the culture? The streets. That's the one of the two. That was good. That was dope. I fuck with that. The streets, the streets, the streets. We would have had a coach if it wasn't for the streets. It wasn't for the streets, man. And speaking of streets. Amen. You asked the correct. (laughs) You know, uh, speaking of the streets, let's take it back to the streets. Hove, what is your connection to sneakers? Young Hove's connection to sneakers. Who put you on the sneakers? See, I had an older brother, right? My older brother really was in the sneaker game. He really loved sneakers. But then my oldest sister, who's my oldest sibling, actually worked in the sneaker store when I was a child. So it was kind of like every two weeks she got paid, I'm getting a pair of sneakers. But then my older brother was coming through with all type of Jordan. So it was like between the two of them, my older brother and my older sister, it was like ever since like probably I want to say daycare, I've been like, you know, they kept me fresh. So when you got a chance to buy your first shoe with your own money, what was it? Oh, I know. <laughs> Dan O'Brien, 97 Maxes. I was working summer youth. I was probably 14 or whatever, maybe 15, maybe, maybe 15 the most. So the I, silver bullets? Silver bullets. I think my check, Great was, shoe. My check was like 220. Those sneakers was like 180. I was like, damn, am I going to spend my whole check? I remember calling my mom was like, I want these sneakers. They two hundred dollars. My check only two two twenty. She was like, "Get them. I'll give you money for the week, whatever." I was like, "All right, cool." Yeah, man, that's crazy. I, I still got those in there. I need to um restore yeah. the white part. I, I wish, like, if I was to get a chance to redo those shoes, I would change the bottom. I don't know what color. You know what? I just rebought those. The they did a Puerto Rico edition. And oh yeah, yeah, like, I see blue. the Puerto Rico. Yeah, I, I just grabbed those, too, just because of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, nah, shouts to P. Rico. Um, and I, I remember when the Puerto Rico Forces came out. Crazy. And, that was a, that was a big hard. time, man. With the frog on them. The Air, Force, Air Force won 2007. <laughs> so many uh, flavors that came out. I know people are going crazy about dunks, and I'm kind of glad that Air Force Ones are resurging, right? People are starting to buy more. People are hype beast, man. I want I want the sneaker culture to return to what it is, but in order to do that, we gotta nah. do away with Instagram and social media. Just wear what you want, buy what you want. Cause I remember I was I'm from New York though, so we were wearing forces all the time. So 
Flavor Forces, whatever, limited edition, Rashid, like Forces was a thing. It, it never went out of style for us. And then people started wearing high top dunks and it was like, oh, dunks kind of a little funky. It kind of looked like high Air Forces. So it was like, all right, we're going to get into those. But people nowadays, they don't wear what they like. They just wear what is popular. I'm going to be honest, ho. Trends ain't trends. You're what? supposed to like what you like. And yeah. When you change what you like, you're a sheep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because yeah. you're going to throw away so much stuff and then stuff just comes and circles back. It's the, the Ferris wheel effect. Yeah. You know man. what I mean? I just want, I just like free thinkers, man. Wear what you like. Yeah, that's a fact, man. That's a fact for real. I mean, I'm at the point now where I got so many sneakers that I'm kind of rotating about three or four pair that I really like the most. Man, um, having so many sneakers that I didn't get a chance to wear, I forget about. Then you get in the rotation of just wearing what's by your door. Then I, I, I got a crib in Atlanta now, and I got a crib in New York. So it's like, oh, damn, I left these in Atlanta. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'd be a lot. So uh, what's the latest shoe that you picked up? Um, shit. While we was setting up, I just grabbed a pair of Joe Fresh Good New Balances. <laughs> hey, <laughs> oh, Cozy boys, cozy boys. Yeah, I, just grabbed, I just grabbed those today. And before that, I was able to secure a pair of Travis Scott uh, fragment ones. See, now you, look, you out our tax bracket right now. No, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you, man. I have a lot of relationships and friends. I, I have one of my closest friends works for Cactus Jack. So, you know. Can I say the name? Nah, you nah. <laughs> shout yeah. to the homie. I don't, need, I don't need you to say no, the no, name. No, no, no. I, just want, I just want the plug. What's yeah, shout to the homie. Shout out to Travis. Shout to the whole Cactus Jack. They, yeah, shout out to the homie, though. That's love. Let's say I'm part of the friends and family program at Cactus Jack. It must be nice, man, to be FNF. Friends um, places. What is what is Young Hovain's connection to basketball? Um, like I, I grew up in a project, so like that's something that everybody did. I was it was a park directly in front of my building. So you come on my building, there's a park directly in front of the building. Handball court, like little gym, like playground area. Then it was mad basketball court. So things were the basketball court, fooling around, playing 21, playing Utah, playing taps. Just basketball was just part of what we do. So you mentioned Utah. What is Utah? Because this we don't play Utah in L.A., so I'm interested. <laughs> hey, I was just about to ask that same thing, <laughs> It, it has to be a regional thing that we change the name or what is Utah? Yeah, Utah is like, it's, some people call it a 21, but Utah, you score by five. It could okay. be like everybody for themselves. It could be like five, six players. Mm-hmm. Just You got the ball, you got to score. You know what I'm saying? You score, you get a free you get a free throw after. You hit the free throw, that's five points. You know what I'm saying? So you so get five game points. Might be, game, might, game might be 100. So the game's up to 100? Game might be 100. Game might be 100 or game might be 50. Somebody say, yo, game 50, and we're going by fives. That's so interesting. Wait, so, when you, so when you score the basket, what is that? One point, two points? Five. So the okay, the basket so each is five. Bucket and is five. and yeah. the free throw is five too. Free throw is about, yeah. Oh wow. So do you have it like how we have in 21? Like if you get close to the limit and you miss or somebody else scores, you go, you back, go back, like you lose points. Nah, nah. That's oh, okay. the, you can play 21 like that though. So you play yeah. 21 and you so yeah. That's crazy. So who came up with the name Utah though? Out of everything, that was before me. That was I don't know. That's crazy. Like yo, we gonna call it Utah. Something very Bama. Something very Utah. <laughs> not even country, but I'm gonna call it country because it's yeah. not New York City. Oh um, no, that that's an interesting name. That was so. Just, 
bestowed on me. Niggas was like, yo, we playing Utah. Right. 21 in LA. There's no rules of how many people can play. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. And then you're at 20. You miss. You go back down to 15. 15? Only go back down to 15. You also... Got a one on the three-pointer or something? You also yeah. can shoot uh, all day or three, make three, and then check up. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Free throw line. So yeah, in Utah, is it just one free throw? No, if you yeah. if you get you you it's kind of like 21. I think you hit yeah. three in a row, then they check you the ball, then you gotta they start playing defense on you. Okay. Right. Do you have and to then, valid do you have to validate your win? What you mean? So if you got a hundred or fifty, do you have to make that free throw at the end after you score it? Top of the key. It's never three point top okay. of the key. Yeah. All right, we close, we close here. Yeah. What about what about when uh when you miss? Do you have to uh, guard the the rebounder? Guard whoever got the ball. <laughs> whoever, whoever yeah. That's what I'm saying. But usually yeah. the person, yeah, who, yeah. the person well, who guards, yeah, yeah, yeah. is the so, person who breaks the shot. So when you get the rebound, you got to go to the free throw line, clear it. You know what I'm saying? You can't right. just like get the rebound, and go back up. You got to go to the free throw line, clear it, then everybody start playing D. Yeah, 21, 21 is a thirsty ass game, bro. Like, <laughs> listen, I, man, battle room. Only calls could, only calls walk this and carry. You, you know what's crazy about 21? A nigga can have 16. And you walk on the court like, hey, who got high? Nigga say 16. He's I <laughs> yo, like you feel like you could catch him. Like when young is nothing you can't do. <laughs> it's the logic doesn't apply to you. Physics doesn't apply to you. Tiredness doesn't apply. When you're young, there's nothing you can't do. Bro, 21 is easily one of the thirstiest games of all time. I remember niggas was so bored. Niggas created 21 put back. What, like taps? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's what we call it. We call it taps. Bro, it was just, it was getting to a point where we just make it up anything, bro. And I remember playing. And the backcourt to high school, right? My freshman year, because I wasn't on bar yet. So I was still doing just anything. I'm out there hooping, sweaty, musty, going into my next class. And I'm hooping, bro. It's like 20 niggas on the court, bro. So it's no, it's no paint action. You ain't get no paint. You got to shoot that jumper. I was to say, that's how you develop that jump shot. Hey, and that shit crazy, because you got one nigga that's talking as soon as he get the ball. And they like, you better go out there and get him. He got game point. <laughs> nah, hey, everybody. And don't let him don't let him win. So now they following you because they know you're not about to call mm-hmm. a foul. And it just mm-hmm. get it just gets yeah. super thirsty, dog. You end up banging a knee or a knee to the thigh. And you gotta go to class with an ice pack. You might even have an ice pack. You just hurt. And just tomorrow for you no reason. Again. Man, so uh you mentioned uh playing in front of your hood. Which park did you play at? Uh Van Dyke Center Park. Well, Van Dyke Park. Okay. Anybody come out of there? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> you came out of there. <laughs> I mean, that, not no basketball shit. Like, no, nah, but you it, came out of that situation. It, it was, it was some, some, some people from my area like made it to like college. Never nobody to like the NBA. I remember my man who lived in my building, Javon Moore. He played for Canisius State. Okay. He was in that movie, Soul in the Hole. He, he was decent. He was a real good point guard, Javon Moore. Okay. Soul but, and Ho, I remember that. That's a sick, yeah, sick it, little movie. Yeah, it, it wasn't so many people that never really like my 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 area of Brooklyn was really not famous for too much. The only people that ever came out of Brownsville was Mike Tyson, MOP, and Sean Price. You know what I'm saying? R.I.P. Sean Price. Yeah. Um, thinking about 
basketball, who would you say your game was like back then? I was young killer Elamine, baby. <laughs> Short, undersized, fat point guard. Out there, out there. Do, I feel like all New York point, all New York, New York players all had handle. That's yeah, all they, it's that, it's that, that's, that's like the first thing you learn before any type of basics, shooting, any type of pick and roll. You got to know how to dribble. I was watching Crew League and I seen uh, Roddy Rebel. And I'm like, of course he would know how to dribble. Yeah. Of course. You got of to. Course. Out of that's, all things. That's what that's what we taught. That's what, you know what I'm saying? You want to catch that body, catch that, catch that ankle. So who's your favorite, who's your favorite player of all time? Oh wow. All time. Um shit. I say Mike Jordan, man. I still got I remember Brooklyn's own. I remember, yeah, Brooklyn's on Michael Jordan. I, I, I remember being a child and just watching him and being mesmerized by him. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I never, that's not lost on me. I'm not a prisoner of the moment. Of course, there are amazing players that came after him, but Mike is still Mike. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, Jason made you choose over Knicks or uh, <laughs> Nets. I know you're uh, a Nets fan and uh, yeah. you've been to the game. And you helped uh, design some stuff for them. What would what, what, you contribute to, man? Yeah, I actually designed, I think it was their first year, either their first or second year, I designed a um, Beats headphone with them for them. Beats and uh, Brooklyn Nets headphone. Karen Civil kind of put me in the mix with that. Like, like, hey, man, we're doing something with all the cool Brooklyn people. So we want you to design a headphone. So I designed the headphone. I still got mine. See, yeah, I know that made mom's proud. That was that yeah, was yeah. moment, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely, one hundred percent. I love, I love Hove doing whole things, man. Um, whole, what's your relationship with video games? Oh uh, man, I mean, just like any other else kid in the hood, like you know, I, I, I unfortunately became one of them people that are super busy now and don't have time for them. Mm-hmm. But growing up, like video games was everything. Like you, your friends come over, you play Super Nintendo and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, and it wasn't a two K. You playing live and shit like that. Yeah, man. So, uh, what was the last game you stopped playing? You know, I bought a PlayStation Five, right? I got a PlayStation Five last year, so I tried the the two K shit. <laughs> it's too, it's different, man. Mm-hmm. It's too many buttons, combinations. So that, that was the last video game I played. I tried it last year, like last during the Christmas season when, when it came out. But you know what, what blows me is that they don't even make games anymore, like like an actual physical game. Yeah, like, yeah, you download it to the joint. Everything is downloaded, and it's like you can only fit like five games on the system. Like that shit is crazy. Like, Everything is different, man. It's just so crazy, man. This yeah, is- and it's like I remember when the PlayStation came out, and that shit was mind blowing because you remember niggas used to be blowing on the cartridges and all that. Shit. <laughs> it was like a like CD. PlayStation- <laughs> yeah, PlayStation came out, niggas had the game on the CD. That shit was like really mind blowing, bro. And yeah. then like niggas just had the PlayStation for. I just I watched this um this documentary the other day called Console Wars. They said the PlayStation was the biggest selling game system of all time. It's I, like it was, I remember it was it was pandemonium when that shit came out. <laughs> yeah, like people like, mm-hmm. were going crazy for the PlayStation. Uh, was it PlayStation Five? Like how it was, but it wasn't as crazy yeah. as when when uh PlayStation came out. Like PlayStation were everywhere, everything. I remember people was online lining up outside, like people fighting over it. It just wasn't as big social media presence back then, so you didn't really see right. it. But PlayStation. Yeah. Everything that should change the game. 
Yeah, that should change the game. Yo, I'm Jason bringing that up. I think about what's the name all... was too. Hold on, I have to cut you off. Uh, what's that shit called? It had Golden Eye N64. Oh, oh N64. N64. Yeah, N64. It was one. It was one. I think people forget that they had that one Golden Eye. It was that's it was crazy. I remember people used to cut school, go to the crib, play Golden Eye. Yeah, no, that was that was that was elite, 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 elite gaming. Jason, you brought it to my mind when I think about all the MacGyver tricks that niggas would do to make a game work. Bro, right? everything's a blow on it. So with the Nintendo cartridge, I remember taking a Q-tip, alcohol, and doing this. Just, just going left and right and just yeah. then blowing in it and then putting it in there. And then you'll see it like kind of glitch up and work. No. And to work. And then sometimes you put it under your shirt and you blow into it, and you think oh, I ain't never do that one. I ain't never do that one. Yeah, I did that. I remember, bro. I even put the cartridge in the freezer. Yeah, I, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know who told. I don't know who told me to do that, but I did it because we uh-huh. didn't have no YouTube, <laughs> bro. We would have so many TikTok followers and so many <laughs> yeah, followers on how to yeah. make your game work, and then you move yep. on past the past the uh, cartridge era, and we get to the disc. Yeah, and PS2 had the disc read error. Oh, you know I mean, you used to have to go get the joint that you put on it, the, the spin it, it clean yep. the joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was because you get one scratch, you're in a game and you're playing some role playing game, and then it just kind of glitch out or skip or something. And, and it's just like bring damn. back memories. I remember that happening to me. I wanted to throw my whole PlayStation out. Yeah, it was, I think it was Tomb Raider. Niggas couldn't save. Remember, niggas couldn't save nothing on the game. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> like, that, that's what I'm saying. That whole eight bit, sixteen bit generation, thirty two bit before memory, before memory cards, bro. You have to leave that shit on all night. Your mom checked the uh, light bill, the electricity bill. You might get your ass beat because you don't turn bro, TV off. Like, boy, you better turn that video game off when you go to bed. See, my grandma didn't know about the red light. I just act like I turned him off. Turn the light off, get up in the morning, be right after it. But the game be running so hot because it done been on and it's sitting on the carpet. You, yeah. know, you know, the hood carpet. It was the hood carpet, too. The one that just kind of like, <laughs> that just absorb all the heat. Yeah. It, was, it was a different type of time, man. And then you get to Dreamcast and they start bootlegging games. Dreamcast was a and movie. Man, cool. Dreamcast. That, was, that was cool. That's when, that's when um people first had uh 2K. Yeah, Dreamcast. 2K, 2K hit the scene, man. They, they they shook it up. They had the twenty dollar games. I remember mm-hmm. twenty dollar yep. 2K, twenty dollar NFL, and and um Madden said, "Nah, you're not going. We had to get y'all out of here." And then <laughs> now here we are with the you know the, oh before I even jump to that Xbox Ring of Death. See, I yeah. never really had an Xbox. I had. A, See, I had the Xbox Ring of Death next- for my three sixty. My next door neighbor had Xbox and he showed me. He was like, Yeah, I gotta got send it back or I gotta get a new one. I never really got into Xbox. It was some shit like, I guess it get too hot or something. I don't know. It was always some bullshit, dog. I just, <laughs> I, I was just cool on it. But, and then now we're in the race wars of Xbox and PS5. I'm a PS5 guy myself. I was fortunate to get it on as launch busy day. As you are. How do you have time? I always I, I haven't played. I haven't played. I'm, I ain't gonna be honest. I, I was gonna say, I ask, you you get a chance to play, bro, Jay? Nah, I, I got a, I got my Xbox One that I had since like 2016 or something. I don't even play it, bro. I, I bought like 
I think I, the last game I bought was probably like 2K18 or 2K19. I envy, uh, I play I envy people who, who are grown adults and still got time to play a video game. I'd be like, how do you do it? When do you do this? Yeah, I niggas don't, don't have time. Like, yeah. I don't, but, but here's the I don't thing. Do. I'm not trying to put this juju out in the world. If Delta Delta, I will be in all Video Even game leagues. Yeah, bro, we was locked in. I still had stuff to do. I was traveling a little bit. I'm on eight Zoom. See, yeah, no, I'm parked. I'm parked. I was I'm on, that's what I'm saying. Sure, you had a system the whole time. Like, we, we, I'm again, I was on the same tip. Like, we was in the crib. Everybody was in the crib. And like, I turned it on once. I tried to play it. And it's like, after an hour, I feel like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I got shit to do. Let me go look at this PowerPoint. I mean, I personally <laughs> should be turning it into money. I'm a Twitch partner. Oh, you see? Yeah, you see? So, that's oh, yeah. Different. Trey's in the game. Yeah. Do you know that whole? You no. know that Trey's in 2K? <laughs> what you mean? I'm in 2K. Trey is on a, the game. As, like, I'm he's inside a part of the, the game. game. Yeah. Like, as a player? I'm a media. On what? Yeah, I've been. Nah, I ain't know that, years, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you make a my player and go through the season, he's like one of the media people that like comments on your whole life. Like, oh no, nah, I didn't know that about my yeah. man. Oh man, yeah. you better play that game, man. You get run. I mean, I, like I said, I'll be playing it sometimes, man. But it'd be cool when people, you know, tweet me and say like, "Oh man, I seen your tweet. That was cool." And I'm like. You know, like growing up playing 2K on Dreamcast and, and oh, PlayStation man, and all that stuff, all like of, it's it's definitely one. Get all type of money, man. I love it. <laughs> here you go, man. This nigga in the game. Hey, man, I ain't get nothing. <laughs> boy um, got his own money. <laughs> <laughs> yo, you sick, man. All right. Um, yo, so you a dad, bro? Yeah, what is fatherhood yeah. like? It's dope. It's dope. Um, girl, dad, two daughters, um, ten and eight. It's interesting. Like you know, these are two young minds that you get to mold and like you know, get to uh, make sure or not make sure you you try to try to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes you make. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like a second chance at life. Almost. You, you get what I'm saying? Like because of the things that I grew up in, the things that I I I had to um survive. You make sure that they don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, for sure, man. I, I I can understand. I know you see yourself in them and yeah. and definitely like, you know, just just seeing them also show their their own personalities. And I know yeah. you're super proud and it's amazing. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It's like, you know, uh I look at my 10 year old, I know me at 10 year old at 10, I I was in the projects. Like she has a big ass house, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. She has a father who's super heavily involved and, you know, take her places. And, like you know, you just want to give them everything that you didn't have, kind of just give them a, a better head start. Because a lot of times, especially as minorities, we're born, we're born, we, we don't really get to access our creativity because we're so busy trying to survive. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We come from a place of survival and just making it. So if you're able to provide for your child and give them a safe space, where they can be the best them they could be is no telling what they can be. Yeah, no, that's that's the truth, man. And and I commend you because it's a lot of people out here ain't taking care of their kids. They just <laughs> out here, you know, doing doing their own thing. Just uh, you know, they tell it, they texting the baby mama that the kid got bad vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. I th I think if you don't if you don't do right by your kids, man, that, that's definitely super bad karma and it, it'll come back to you and it'll catch up to you later on in life. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, nah. I mean, I hope so. Nigga, don't be putting no kids out here in the world and not taking care of them. And if you if you ain't ready for kids, don't have kids. If you can, I don't say control the situation, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Just be cautious, man. Just be cautious of what of what is. You need a, you need a license to drive a car. You don't need a license to be a parent. So there's a lot of people who are parents who, who aren't fit, who aren't prepared. But you know. It's never the right time. Like, I'm sure my parents wasn't ready when they had me. So it was like, you know, you make the best of it because parents ain't nothing but people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're human beings. We hold them to like a super higher standard. But like, you know, they make mistakes too. So, you know, you just got to do the best you can do. Nah, that's real as hell. So, Hove, you're a manager in music. How did you get into management? Um, I think it really, it kind of fell into my lap. I had a homeboy that was rapping and it was kind of like he needed a manager at the time. So then it started like you the manager. So it was kind of like a, a paid internship. It was like, I learned as I, as, as we went, I just jumped into it. Like it wasn't no, this is what I aspire to do. I'm trying to do. It was just one of those things where it was like necessity. You got, you got to do this. So mm-hmm. then I did it. And then I, I, I would guess I figured it out. And then from there, I just took it in, you know, turned it into what it is now. So being a manager now in different spaces mm-hmm. and succeeding at it, what would you say to others that are trying to get in this space, but then also being a black man in this space? Those are those are two totally different questions and totally different things to navigate. Um, the first part, being a manager in this space, try to get as much firsthand knowledge as possible. Like if you need to go intern somewhere or go work at a label or, you know what I'm saying? It's the information age. There's no such thing as you don't know or I'm not sure in this day and age. You can really follow people and get ebooks and actually contact and tweet some people who are managers and get, you know what I'm saying? Get access mm-hmm. to them. So just try to get as much information on what this type of job is before you jump into it and come up with a plan like yo i want to be what's what's the right word to say come come up with a, a real detailed plan of your 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 plan to be a manager because some people will be like yo i need help like what you need i don't know so there's no way i can help you so what i'm saying is if you want to be a manager come up with a real detailed plan of yo, I want to be a talent manager. I want to be this type of manager. I want to work with, you know what I'm saying? Like, just have a real structured idea of what it is you want to do when an opportunity presents itself. That's, that's sound advice right there. Um, and for another thing about the management part is, what's like the right fit? Because I'm sure tons of people always are like, Hey, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And you should work with me because I'm doing this. And how do you choose the artist to work with? And more so, what, what what's a typical right fit? Uh, for me personally, I like people that work hard, people that are self-sufficient. Like I don't, at this point, I don't want somebody who needs me to hold their hand through things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I need, I need somebody who have a vision for themselves. If I ask you, all right, what, have you done to this point and what's stopping you from getting to where you want to get to? And they'd be like, I don't know. That's a kind of like a red flag for me. You got to have a vision for yourself and I help you achieve that vision. If I'm giving you the vision for yourself, that's a, that's a bigger, a bigger problem. You know what I'm saying? You got to have 
you got to have the right people around you too. That's very, very, very detrimental to your success. If you have a manager who's telling you the right things to do, you have a crew of three to four other people who are telling you the wrong things to do. You tend to usually lean towards the crew of people because the manager is not with you all day, especially if the manager has other clients. So I could come up to you and give you a plan. But if you got homies, that's going to be like, no, nah, man, we ain't going to the studio tonight. Let's go hang out. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really key, too. Yeah. No, nah, I, I, I think uh, not to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was, was going to ask, like, do you think um, it's better to manage an artist like life and career or just their career? Like just their career. some people do just, just their career, like just a career. <laughs> I, try, yeah. I, try, I try, I like you know, there's certain artists that I manage. We have a personal relationship, we're friends, but trying to manage an artist's career and his life, it gets a little sticky, cause it's like, yeah. I'm your, I'm your, I'm we're in business together. I'm not your father, so it's like, right. I'll try to put people around you and make sure I empower you. Make sure you have a business manager, somebody gonna stand on top of your taxes, somebody gonna make sure you paying this car note and this bills. But I can't be like calling you, yo. You gotta get about a bed. You gotta reach your daughter tomorrow. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. I got my own yeah. shit. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's where the lines get crossed, and it becomes you start to think like we're in a a friendship more than we're in a business relationship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yep. it gets murky, and then you know sometimes you don't listen to your friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we if we're in a business capacity, and I'm advising you, I need you to listen or be able to say oh no nah, he knows what's best for me not now nah, bro is tripping like we're not right. bros, nigga. you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i ain't your homie but, is there anybody that you uh looked up to in the in the management or just in this like aspect of the business when you were coming up uh chris lighty yeah chris lighty uh i got to meet chris lighty a couple times like maybe 10 times uh he gave me a lot of game and a lot of understanding he would do a lot of things that was not for his financial benefit. And I was like, I'm always marveled at that. Like he would, he's a guy who makes a lot of money, a lot of high-priced high clients, but he would still help somebody because you know that's what's the right thing to do and that's what's good for hip hop. I was like, damn, right. that's crazy. That's dope. Yeah. So now, Professor Hove, <laughs> you're teaching now. What's that like? First of all, tell them where you teaching. Uh, and I'm teaching at uh, Kingsborough Community College, um, teaching a class on music, like all the things that music compass from music composition, the other type of jobs there is to having music that like you, you don't have to be a rapper or producer. You could be a, a, a lawyer, you could be an engineer, you could be a publisher in this other way. So I'm, I'm just teaching them the whole, through the eight course program, I'm teaching them music business and music the all-encompassing thing of the business of music. That's dope, man. Like, for real. Especially, you know, just helping a friend out and starting in the management to now teaching a course about the, the yeah. industry. I mean, you're more than a consultant, man. Like, you're you're in the point of, like, the mastery part when you're able to, to grace a stage and tell people about the business, the ins and odds, and, and, and be blessed to make 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 money off of that and, and not even make money off of it it's just more so inspiring the next the yeah. next up and coming in that and then you look 20 years down the line and they say oh mr hilton or hovey yeah. you know i was in your class 
And you like, word? That's crazy, man. You know, yeah. like when you think about it in that situation of like, these are life hacks that people that you didn't have, that myself didn't have, that Jason didn't have, that you're allowed to pro provide for others and help them. You know what I mean? So, that you know, that, so I think crazy. Like 100% what you're saying is I'll be out and about sometimes. Like we just had a, um, a concert in New York. Lloyd, Lloyd Banks had a concert. So it was a bunch of people in the crowd. A bunch of people came through. And people were like, yo, man, I've been following you on Instagram for five, six years, man. You're my role model or whatever. I'd be like, what? You need a better role model. But it's just, it's still, it's, it's still flattering. And you never know who's watching. And you never know what you're doing is inspiring people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you're at the point, and you know, I haven't told Jason, but Jason's basically a fucking vessel, whether he looks at it or not. You know what I mean? You stretch your leg out one way, you stretch your leg out the other way. People are gonna do that shit the same way. You might not look at it. We've been doing this podcast for a year, but you are officially a podcaster, my man. You know what I'm saying? No matter how nobody tell you whatever it is, you done did so much in this space to somebody can say, "Yo, I'm trying to start a podcast." You can consult at this point. You know what no, I mean? And and I was going to say, too, to what Hovain is doing, you know, just to um, show how much what you're doing can impact somebody. So when I was in college, I had a, a guy who was a music manager, John Hartman. Um, you could look him up. He used to be uh, he managed the Eagles. He managed Elvis, America, this other band from the 70s, like a bunch of people. This old white dude. And um, he had a music business class that I took at LMU. And, you know, I was just trying to get into the into the industry. Um, you know, me and, and Dom, my cousin, you know, we were doing our thing, trying to figure out what we needed to do to make it. And he had like all of these rules of the industry, like. You know, he had like a list of like 100 rules, like mm. one monkey don't stop, no show, get the money, like different little things. You know what I'm saying? These different little funny little one liners, you know, but yeah. we met up with him like after class one day, like because I wanted him to meet Dom. And I was like, yo, you know, I want to play you his music. I want you to, you know, like be able to pick his brain, all of this stuff. And he came to our first show at LMU. You know, we had a bunch of people packed in or whatever. And he was like, yeah, like, he looks like a star, you know? That's and, fine. like, that little thing and him being invested in me and us being able to have a conversation with somebody who had a history in the music industry gave us just, you know, a little bit more. Give a little bit of confidence and that little reassurance. Exactly. So, you know, like, you never know, like, the person you may be touching right now, the conversation you may have with somebody might spark the next generation of whatever, you know, is going on in the world. Yeah, that's that's dope, man. And, that, and that's really why I, I do that. Like when somebody asks me to speak on a panel or they reached out to me to teach the class, I'm like, man, a lot of times people want to die with the information for whatever reason. I remember coming up, people wouldn't give you no pointers like that or they wouldn't give you the game and act like this shit is a secret. So I want to try to give people as much insight as I can. Share the codes. Yeah. That's it. Share the codes. And when you share the codes, even when you're not hot, somebody going to come back and be like, yo. I remember when you. I remember when you, I got to play for you. Yeah. Because you was my OG. Or yeah. you you was there for me. And I, I, I got I got, the, I got the light on me now. And I'm ready to, share, to, to bring you back up. Nobody, nobody stays hot forever, bro. Nobody. That's a fact. That's a fact. Except Drake. <laughs> he got the cheat code right now. He cheat. 
there's a lot more living to do, bro. It's going Absolutely. Like, life. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Look at your boy, Junior Watsonabe. He had he's been oh, on for yeah. 16 years, and that the end of that road is looking nearer and nearer by the day. I hate that. That's my boy now. <laughs> <laughs> uh ho, we got a question that we asked our guests uh to wrap things up. What is your advice for your 18-year-old self? Stay the course. Believe in yourself. You don't need all them niggas. Um, believe in God. Uh, keep working hard. Always believe in G-O-D. Or high power if you don't believe in G-O-D. Somebody. Believe in something. Even yourself. Yeah. Um, this yeah. has been a great episode. You shared some gems. You uh, we even shared some lives. Brownsville all day. Check in Hovain's class this fall. Yeah, this fall. This fall. Download J Skills mixtape. <laughs> now nah, go watch my films. LA go my watch playground. LA is my playground. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's on YouTube, and so is I'm Not a Kid Anymore. I actually shot that one in New York. Hey, yo, I'm going to tap into both of them. So, y'all hear it. Run them up. Leave it on autoplay. Show some love. And we out. Growing up the same wins the game. <laughs>